Thank you for listening, and we hope this message will strengthen and help you in your walk with God. Go to Mark 4, verse 13. This is Jesus talking, and he said unto them, Know you not this parable, and how then will you know all parables? The sower soweth the word. You know, we have taught this many times in this house. But, you know, I'm realizing we have to continually teach because there's always areas in our life where the Word's been sown and we haven't taken hold of it. Where the Word's been sown, put into our hearts, put into our lives, and uh, we haven't felt like it was for us so we could take a hold of it. So we, we just have to keep speaking the Word so that we can, so the word can go in there and divide in our hearts so we can know the truth and the truth will set us free. Amen. And so the sower, verse 14, the sower soweth the word. And these are they by the wayside where the word is sown. But when they have heard, Satan cometh immediately and taketh away the word that was sown in their hearts. So this is the number one soil here. And in this soil, the word is being sown. But sometimes when that word is sown, it's unbelievable. Sometimes our soul has a hard time understanding. I, I just want you to know we sometimes can have our, all four soils in our own soul, in our own heart. And you could get the word and your body be in pain and your body be in that place that, you know, it's hard to receive the word. Or you could have the word spoken that God's going to deliver you and set you free or deliver or bring in your children, you know, or this word comes forth and the, maybe a prophet speaks to you or, or the word of God speaks to you and said, you know, your family and your whole household is going to be saved and yet everything within you says that's impossible. Well, the word's sown and if you reject it right then, then Satan comes immediately. He's going to test you on that word. He's going to say, do you really believe that? You know how your family is. You know how Aunt Betty is. You know, she just cannot control her mouth. There's no way she can get saved. You, come on, let's be real. Let's lay this down on the table here where it is, where we can look at our own hearts and our own minds, how the enemy comes when the word is sown, when it's sown into our hearts, what do we do with it? What do you think about, you know, when that word, what is your thought pattern when that word comes to you? Or you could think when the word is sown, why would God do that for me? I'm sure none of us would ever think that. But, you know, singing that song, you know, you're just wild about me. Come on, let's be real. And we think about it and make it personal. God, you mean you're really wild about me? God, you really love me? Because I know my stinkiness. I know my attitude. I know how could you be, how could you be wild about me? So we can just dismiss that and not allow that word to come in and change our thinking and take hold of it and really believe that that's what God is saying about us. He's wild about you. 
He, I mean, he is wild about you. He loves you beyond any comprehension that you and I can think. But I'm telling you, when that comes in, we have to allow that word to come in or the enemy will steal it immediately from us. Amen? And then it says in verse 16, And these are they likewise which are sown on stony ground, who when they have heard the word, immediately receive it with gladness, and have no root in themselves, so endure but for a time. Afterwards, when affliction, persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they are offended. Immediately that word offends them. You know, here's this soil. You can get excited in church. You know, you can, whoo, yeah, I'll take that. You know, sometimes well, some the man or woman of God up here may say, you can have that word. You can take it too. And you'll say, yes, I take that. But by the time you get out the door, that couldn't be for me. How could I take that word? It wasn't directly to me. You know, come on, let's be real. The word, well, they spoke it to that person. How could it be for me? But the man or the woman of God says, you can take the word. It's, it, you know, God's not going to lose it walking out the door. Or we could keep it for our drive home. And we can keep it for a little bit. But then what happens? It may not change right away, but let something come against that word. Let something be contrary to what was spoken to you. Let some, let, let's just say... God ministered to you his love like he did with this song. He's just wild about you, and you get excited, and you take that into your heart, and you're thinking, God's wild about me. But you know what? You could go home and get a phone call from somebody and just say, you know, I just want you to know how much I don't like you. Have you ever gotten one of those? Hello. <laughs> I've gotten wonderful letters. I got a wonderful letter, 10-page letter, years ago. 10 pages. Why the person didn't like me. It'll make you feel good. I'll tell you what, it'll just get all over you. And I think the kicker in that whole letter was, and I know you bleach your hair. <laughs> I'm thinking half the church bleaches their hair. <laughs> You know, just, I mean, it was going after everything they could think about. And I think, really, you have to bring up my hair? I mean, Jesus, sometimes people just need something to do. But what does that want to do? It wants to steal from you. It wants to put you down. It wants to make you think, how could God love me when people don't even love me? How could that be? How could that be true? Is, this, is the word really telling me that God loves me? Yes, it is. It's telling us, and we have to take that by faith, just like we have to take our healing. We have to take the blessings of the Lord by faith. We have to let that word go down deep on the inside of us and change our emotions 
change our thinking so that our emotions, our mind, our will, and our emotions line up with the Word of God so that we come in order of the Word of God no matter how crazy it sounds. Amen? Then it talks about the third soil. Verse 18. And these are they which are sown among thorns, such as hear the word, and the cares of this world, and the deceitfulness of riches, and the lust of other things entering in, choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. So this tells me this, this person or this area in our souls sometimes has taken hold of some things grasp hold of some things and allowed the word to do some work, allowed the word to come in there and begin to work in us because it says you become unfruitful. Well, if you become unfruitful in some part, you had to be fruitful. So fruitfulness had to be working in areas of your life. But then your mind, you know, it really means you've got an overcrowded mind and your mind is taking on the cares. And I know we all have our halos on, and we never allow cares to overtake us. I'm sure we all are innocent in this, right? We never take cares. We never allow anything to get to us. If we allow it to get to us too long, it's going to overtake our mind, and we're going to lose the Word of God. We're going to lose what God has said about us. We're going to lose what was going on on the inside of us. And then it says that the Word, when, when the Word enters in and these cares enter in, so the Word's entered in, the Word is in there, what God is saying about you, let's just say it's health or healing that you're believing for, but the care comes in. Or you get, you get in that place that you're not believing. You begin to draw back because the pain is greater than the word is. And you begin uh, to get into that place, and it says the word is choked out. Now, I've used this demonstration many times, but I always like to use it in this because it, it just explains what he's really saying here. Now, to choke the word, you know what I'm going to do? <laughs> I'll choke you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, if he, you know, we all know that if I started to choke him, he is well able to lay me out. <laughs> right? We know that. But he's going to be a good steward right now. So, what it's saying, if you're going to choke somebody, have <laughs> <at> yourself, <laughs> you know. When you chose somebody, you know, here I am. If he doesn't fight, if he doesn't put up some resistance here, what's going to happen to him? Even as little as I am and as big as he is, if he just sits there and I keep putting my hands and going deeper into his throat, he's going he's gonna to suffocate and he's going to be dead, right? Why? Because there's no resistance. He's not doing anything to resist me. And that's what it's saying about when we're choking the word. We're not doing anything to resist. We're not standing against what's coming against us to choke that word. We're not in that place of resistance. If I start doing this, he's going to put some resistance to me. Be gentle <laughs> when you resist me. <laughs> 
give me a little more effort. Make me feel a little bit better. Let me have a little fight there. <laughs> Thank you. You know, it takes an effort. I, I like to give a picture so that we understand what is going on here where the Word is concerned. We have to get into that place when the Word is in there and we have to fight sometimes for it. Because sometimes that Word is so contrary to what is going on in our life, so contrary to the situation. But, you know, if we'll take that Word and we'll resist that choking, if we'll resist what the enemy is trying to do to us, then we're going to stay fruitful. But this third uh, area in our soul, sometimes we just get tired and we get weary and we get just, it's easier sometimes just to give up than it is to hold fast to the word, right? So we have to stay strong on the word and feed on the word. This is what Jesus is talking about. And then the fourth soil, and these are they which are, are sown on good ground, good adaptable ground, such as hear the word, receive it, and bring forth fruit, some 30, some 60, and some 100. So this is a good soil. It's excellent in nature, characteristic, and therefore well adapted. That means this soil has been worked. This soil didn't get there overnight. This soil has put the ingredients into it that will make uh, whatever the, whatever's planted in it to grow because it's well adapted. It means it's really Jesus is saying you're, this good soil here has good character, has good morals, you know, is standing and doing what is right. It's praying, putting the word in them, seeking that good, that's good soil. It's taken hold of the word. It's hidden the word in its heart and allowed the word to work in them, allowed the word to go in them and change them, allowed the word to go in there, you know, tilling up that soil, allow, allowing the word to go in there and say, Hey, you may not be thinking right here, or you need to work on your character here, or this needs to go on. That's good soil, and you let that word work, and you let that word go in there and change you. And Jesus is saying that's good, adaptable soil that is changing you. It means you are one that spends time in the word. You judge yourself. Too many people judge others. You, you walk in forgiveness. You're walking in love. You're doing what's right. This is a good, adaptable soil where the Word can go in, in and the Word can work so that when the Word of the Lord comes to your soul, when that Word comes, you can take hold of it. You can grab it because your soil is adaptable. Your soil is in that place that you're not allowing. You know how to fight the good fight of faith. You will not allow the enemy when the enemy comes in and says, did you hear that word they said? How could that be for you? You go, oh, no. Right then. You, you get, begin to be aggressive right then. That's a good soil. That's an adaptable soil. That's a soil where the word works and when the word works, and then that soil is not a soil that gets weary 
or gets tired or gives up. That good soil stands until they see the salvation of the Lord. That good soil is there, that it's willing to fight until, you know, it doesn't matter what happens. They're willing to fight. They're willing to stand. They're willing to see the salvation of the Lord. If it's one year, two years, 10 years, 20 years, they're willing to stand on the Word of God. That's what he's talking about, about the good soil. That's what he's talking about. And that Word brings light on the inside of you. It illuminates your dark and causes the darkness to be driven out and the light to shine brighter and brighter on the inside of us so that when we're walking around, people look at us and they see us different. Amen? That's what, you know, that's what Jesus is talking about here. Then in verse 21, it says, And he said unto them, Now he's going to ask them some questions. He says, is a candle brought to be put under a bushel or under a bed and not to be set on a candlestick? So he's asking this question. And basically he's saying the candle, which is what is light, which is and basically it's the word. Jesus said, I'm the light of the world. Jesus said, I'm the word. Can't change them. They're, they're one, the light and the word. And so he's talking here, this word, is, is that word, is it brought to be hidden? Is it brought to just be buried? Or are you going to let that light come forth? Are you going to let what God is doing in your life be a light that you're going to make a difference to the generation? You're going to make a difference around you because you're allowing that light to shine. Too many Christians are hiding the light on the inside of them. They're hiding it. They're burying it. They don't want people to know what they believe, what they stand for. They'd rather hide it. And Jesus is saying, asking you, is this what you want? You want to hide your life? Are you going to go and hide it under a bushel? The things, the words that I'm giving you, the words that I teach you, the words that I'm saying, are you going to take it? Are you going to hide it? That's the question. So I ask you, what are you going to do with the word? Just ask yourself. Jesus is asking you. He said, for there is nothing hid which shall be not be manifested. Neither was anything kept secret that, that it should come abroad or come to the light. So in this part of what he's saying in, he's talking about the word. He's talking about the light of the word. He's talking about that light. He says, nothing's hid, which shall not be manifested. Are you hiding it? Are you letting that word work? Are you letting the light come that is with the word? He says, if you'll let that work light, it's going to manifest. It's going to bring forth something. Now, let me put it this way. Let's think about this. You're going to see either, you know, when God's working in people's hearts and God's working on attitudes. Don't we love attitudes? We all have them. Hallelujah. And, you know, the word goes in there, and the word says it's bringing a correction to you. You know, you really weren't very nice to that person. I'm sure none of you ever hear that. You know, I've heard it. <laughs> Go back and apologize. What are you going to do? 
It's not always easy. Some people it's easier than for other people. So are you going to let that word shine? Are you going to let it come through? Or are you going to hide it? Well, Lord, you forgive me. That's not what I told you to do. I told you to go. Well, can I do it this way? <laughs> Listen, I know that one well because I can tell you I used to be like that. It's so hard for me. Just being honest. Jesus would just say, go tell that man that's sitting on the front row you're sorry. <laughs> this is a very kind, loving man. And sometimes, thank God I've been delivered. <laughs> and sometimes, you know, I could say something. I'm sure you wives have never said anything to you. Thank you very much. <laughs> to their husbands, they shouldn't have said. Or maybe vice versa. You know, but for me, I wasn't raised in a household where I'm sorry. We didn't hear those words. We, we never heard those words of being sorry. So they didn't come naturally for me. And he, he, would, he would teach me. And he, he would apologize first. And I might give in a little, but I was working at it. I was letting that word work to do what's right. But I kept it hidden for a little while. I'm just being honest. Thank God I've grown. <laughs> Thank God he was a good teacher and patient with me. But I'm just saying there's areas in all of our lives that we have to work through and let it manifest. Let it come through when it's hard. Let it come through when your flesh is yelling, don't apologize. Because if you apologize, then he's right and he's going to have his way. <laughs> Am I relating to anybody here? <laughs> you know, it's going to come out one way or the other. But if we let the word work in us and we let it go down deep, it can change us and then we can, can become the light. You know, I'm very grateful that he spent the first years of our marriage with patience with me and helping me to walk through that. You know, everybody grows up different. Everybody has different things in their life that they have to deal with, you know, that um, you've got to allow the Holy Spirit to work in you so you become adaptable, so you become that good soil. You know, um, I'll say this too. You know, when... I was growing up, we didn't, we didn't touch one another. We never, me, you know, that just didn't go on in our home. That was not something that we did. Um, I know they loved me, I'm sure, <laughs> but it wasn't, it wasn't in the home. And so, you know, this man is a, you know, he, he is a, toucher he loves to come up and put his arms around me and he he tells me constantly that he loves me and you know he's ministering to me 
all the time. And I've learned through the years to do that. Learned. Because I didn't grow up that way. Learned to do that. Learned to be comfortable in doing Now I hug everybody, you know, because I'm free. Because the love, the word worked in me to break down the walls, to break down those things that hurt and crushed me and kept me from being who God wanted me to be. Because, you know, if you're a pastor, you got to love people. <laughs> if you're a Christian, you got to love people, you know, and, and help them walk through. And so walking through things, going through that, and uh, having, thank God, the support that I had to bring me into that place has changed my life. And I've got fruit in it now. And so it's letting the Word work in there, you know, I, I know for me, I started with a hard soil. So the first, you know, degree of layers had to just come off, and it was a hard, hard thing. I don't know how else to say that. But the Word has worked to where now I'm a good, adaptable soil. And I love people, and I love my husband. <laughs> and it's good, but it it takes... Allowing the word to go in there, allowing that word to work. So what happens is the light shines, the light comes forth, and the glory of God begins to come. You know, in Isaiah 60, it says, Arise, shine, for the light has come. It means that the light has come, but what do we do with it? When the light comes, what do we do with it? Because he's telling the church, the body of Christ, to rise up in this hour and let the light, and let the light come. Isaiah 60. Now, this is a prophetic word, you know, that he was speaking to Israel, to Jerusalem, but he's speaking to the body of Christ. Amen? He says, arise, stand up, rise up, get up, become powerful. Really, that's what that means. He's saying to the church, arise up, let the light shine. Let it come bright. Let it come through you. You know, that means we've got to get rid of that old soil stuff. We've got to get rid of that old stuff and let the light of the glorious gospel shine through us. That people look at us and they see the light. They see the glory of God. They see the presence of God. They know you've been with Jesus. Amen. They know that you've been in that place. And he says, Arise, shine, for thy light is come. We know Jesus has come. You're born of the light. You're born of the word of God. So it's in you, and he's telling us to let it shine. Let the word do the work that needs to be done in each and every one of us, and let it come forth and let it shine out of us, that we are the people of God. You know, and we have to take that by faith. And I'm telling you, that's something that our soul has to work on. It's taking it by faith that we are powerful people, that we can make a difference, that we can come into that place and be carriers of the glory of God. Because it says, and the glory of the Lord is what? Risen upon thee. Who's it risen upon? Us. Amen? 
because Jesus is in us. So that power is on the inside of us, and it's going to take putting the Word on the inside of us. It's going to take allowing that Word to work and believe what God is saying in us and through us so that we can walk in that in this day and in this hour. And that's the importance of what Mark 4 is all about, that we give the Word and let it change us. Get the word and let it speak to us. Get the word and let it crumble those walls down so the light of the glorious gospel gospel can shine through us and that we can make a difference. Amen? It's a decision that we have to make that the, that the glory is on us. The glory is already on us. It's in us. But we got to let that Go down. How many of you ever had a prophetic word in here? Probably most everybody in this house has. <laughs> had some kind of prophetic word. And we ought to believe it. We got to let that word work on the inside of us. And break down the walls that are speaking contrary to us. Amen. Thank you for listening today. We believe God's Word is what will sustain us in any situation in our lives. For more information, please visit us at familywc.org or you can download the app. Look for us as FWC Como. Until the next time, remember, you are God's best.